Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, joined as always by our founder and fearless leader, Mr. John Dam Johnston, and might as well be as always by fellow Coordination contributor, all-around good guy, Nate McHugh. John, how are you on this I'm eve angry. of football? Why are you angry? I'm angry. I'm angry. You know why I'm angry, Greg? I had to wear pants today. I had to go to a customer site, and when I go to the customer sites, I have to wear pants. And if there's one thing you get used to working at home, it's not having to wear pants, and then that one day you got to wear pants. It's really kind of, you know, like... I don't know how to tell you this, John, but there are a lot of people in the world who've been wearing pants all the time. Well, I've well, been wearing pants. Been... I've been wearing pants every day to work. Since June. Well, see, you're used to it. It's no big deal to you. Try not wearing pants for like a month and then put them back on. You might as well be wearing leg prisons. <laughs> and oh. other kinds of prisons that I won't bring up because this is sometimes a family-oriented podcast. No, it's not. It's just sometimes <laughs> we have family members in the background who can hear things. <laughs> I'm not that worried about her. I'm sure that she's heard a lot of horrible things in her life. Yeah. She's not the one in the background that I'm worried about. Oh, it's the small person that's in the background of Nate's camera, webcam. Speaking of Nate, hello, Mr. McHugh. Well, hello, guys. I can't wait. If you haven't been following our social media on Thursday... One of our coordination riders said, is so confident in, in the outcome of uh, tomorrow's battle, Nebraska-Ohio State, which we will uh, uh, get to, that they said they will literally eat crow if... If Nebraska beats Ohio State. That's yeah. true. I will. I will. Absolutely. He... 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 he Grimaced like I wasn't supposed to, you know. No, she knows. Okay. Well, first first of all, let, let's. Like been close to a crow, like picked up oh. one, anything close to you a know, crow. I, I was more worried about it until I saw that YouTube video and they brined it and he uh, sauteed it a little bit, you know, all that. I'm like, you know, I can deal with that. Doesn't matter to like it. You know, but I could eat some, I'm not going to eat a whole crow, obviously, but it's just, I'll eat part of a crow. Are you, are you going to pretend in your mind that oh, you're no, living I'll... in a dystopia, an apocalyptic environment? No, I, I will just eat it. I don't know. I'd be like, I said I would eat crow if we won. Um, cause I said it I, on the Slack chat room. I said, by the way, we are going to get beat and it's not going to be good. And Mike, Husker Mike said, 
that, you know, it's very likely we'll get beat, but it's not assured. And I'm like, no, I think it's pretty assured we're going to get beat. And so, like, so I will eat crow, literally, if Nebraska wins. And I have a friend who uh, just um, tweeted at me and said he'll get the crow if we need it. So I, I feel like we're bearing the lead here because uh, this is the first weekend now in 47 weeks. It have been 47 weeks since Nebraska's last football game. Think about that. That's almost a year. That's just five weeks short of a year. That's how the that, that's how it, the math uh, rounds out there, John. So with this being last week, we you know gave a, a fond farewell, or maybe not so fond, to the longest off season we hope to ever see. And this week, we turn our attention solely to those turds from Columbus, Ohio State, the Buckeyes. I can't call them the Ohio State Buckeyes and Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, it's game week, gentlemen, and, uh, and and I'm excited. It It's predicting the outcome or not, I'm still very excited just to see Husker football back on, on the field and on my TV. Okay, there are two great things going on for me right now. Number one, number one, this is the first time we've been in the Big Ten a decade now, right? This is a decade. Yeah, yeah give or take, whatever. I don't even know. But it's been a decade, right? Yeah, sure. This is the first time that I really understand and feel that I'm a full-fledged member of the Big Ten. And when I say I, I am a Nebraska alum, and I can say we, whatever, for those people that poop themselves over that kind of crap. And the reason why I finally feel like I'm a member of the Big Ten is because I feel the hate. I feel the hate. I, I It's not even Ohio State. You know, right now, I hate Indiana. I hate them. Can't stand them. There's never been a reason in my life to hate Indiana. Then they won last year. Then they got all whiny, like, little bitchy boys about, uh, you know, hey, we were disrespected, nah, 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 nah. whatever, fuck you, Indiana. It's not basketball season, you shit asses. I'm sorry, we don't, we don't play them this year. No. You know else I hate? I mean, Iowa's a given. You're going to hate Iowa. They're Iowa. They're a bunch of stinky bastards. And then uh, Minnesota. Minnesota pretty much hate Minnesota. You know why? Because they have one really good season, and they're getting all cocky and uppity and stuff like that. They're their website calls me insane for something I write. You know, Minnesota, tomorrow morning I'm going to interview people from Penn State. I've hated those people since 1982 in McCleskey's Corner. Michigan, I really don't have a good reason to hate Michigan, but I, I'll come up with something. You don't have a good reason to like them either. No, that's true, weasels. You know what, uh, Nate, have you ever eaten a squirrel? I have not eaten a squirrel. My dog has. Dagny, come here. Come here. <laughs> oh, this dog that's a has, comparison. This dog. Oh, great. By is the way, he, you, guys you know what a squirrel is? A rat, essentially. Yeah, it's it's basically a rodent. You know what a <laughs> weasel is? A rodent. Yeah, oh, it's a weasel. It's a rodent. And then uh, right from there, there's the Michigan weasels. So they're rodents. I hate rodents. I used to shoot. Uh, well, are you talking about the wolverines? 
Yeah. Are you yeah, trying to no, compare them to Wolverine? No, they're the oh, geez. They're the weasels. Weasels. <laughs> Try to stay with the program here. Badgers right? are also weasels, let's be honest. Yeah, they're rodents. Little rodent bastard badgers anyway. Do you guys have any, would you ever want to meet one? Meet I one have what? met one. When mm-hmm. I was a kid, I was Wolverine? told to chase a badger to its hole when I was about nine years old. And I chased the badger to its hole right up to the edge of its hole, and then it turned around, and it looked at me like a wild animal does. And uh, all the guys in the pickup, they're older than me, were laughing and laughing and laughing as that badger chased me back to the pickup uh, with sheer terror. But, you know, that's what happens when you're nine and you run into uh, wild animals that are real wild animals. You know, I, I had a dachshund growing up, and they're supposed to be the dogs that burrow into the badger holes, if I remember correctly. But like, and I always thought, yeah, if that if that dog's never met the badger, that badger would destroy that dog, you know. But that was yeah, football, right? And I, I apologize for going this off topic. That's all right. I think John John's. That I was going to say, there's two reasons that I'm excited. And the yeah. second reason is is because we start with Ohio State first. We got to find out who we are before anybody else does. You know what I mean? Everybody else is going to look at that game. And if Ohio State destroys us, they're going to go, ah, you guys got destroyed. And we're going to be laughing at them after that when Ohio State destroys the entire Big Ten. Kind of like little, you know, kind of like just uh, you, you run over a, I don't know, a, a squirrel or a crow by the side of the road, right? So we get to go first. We get to find out what our offensive line is capable of. We get to find out what our defense is capable of. We get to find out what both our both of our quarterbacks are capable of because you know they're both going to play. If you were Scott Frost, you would be playing both of them to find out against one of the best defenses in the Big Ten what they can do to the rest of the Big Ten. So those are two reasons to be excited. I, I'm excited because I think we have a lot of – unknowns on the offensive side of the, I mean, really on, on both sides, but uh, you know, you've got Adrian Martinez, you've got Wandale Robinson, you've got, you know, Cade Warner, no, no disrespect, but you've got a lot of weapons that by and large, nobody's seen. And you have an offensive line that, you know, is, is you know, they might've, you know, moved some, some puzzle pieces around in the off season, but, but uh, I feel like it, it's a, a bigger, stronger, smarter offensive line than they were a year ago. And on the other side, you don't have a guy like Chase Young. You don't have, forgive me, I forgot the uh, cornerback or, or defensive back's name who, who shredded us as well. Um, Sean Wade at Ohio State? No. He, who, got it. Came. The running back? No, I, no, I know Dobbins. Who was the, uh, uh, like the safety? No, it was a quarterback that came back. Okay, quarterback. Right. Yeah, but he didn't, no, yeah. but but who who was drafted? They had a cornerback, or or they had somebody in the defensive backfield who was drafted, like first round or second round. I'm almost certain. I'm pretty sure yeah, they, they, they did. They did, but when they go to the NFL, they go out of my brain. My brain just they yeah. go NFL and it's gone. I don't have to remember who they are anymore. That's fine. Um, Unless they play for the Packers. Boo! Who? 
All right, well, never mind. Okay, so they don't have that one guy. They have 300 other guys. Why are you being so mean? While we're on the subject, I was going to bring this up. Um, Fox College Football. uh, (laughs) Jeff Okuda. Okuda. What? Okuda. Jeff Okuda, the cornerback. Oh, no. Yeah, whatever. (sighs) Whatever. For some reason, it doesn't ring a bell, but maybe because I didn't pay attention. Um, most talented Big Ten teams. Nebraska has zero, zero five stars. Has twenty two four stars. Ohio State has fourteen five stars and fifty two four stars. So, yeah, they lost some guys. I guess we're hoping that maybe they're inexperienced. But guess what? That's what we are, right? So, like I said, we're gonna get butt raced. So maybe no, we're not. You we're can not. be a little. We're gonna less be a fighting team. The key to this game is that we're gonna have to score on every offensive possession. It's probably gonna say the key to this is will, will. It is will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see the strides that have been made in. You know, this is Grant is still Nebraska. You know, and they have returning Tom, but this is not the same team that walked off the field after losing to uh, Iowa last year. And I wonder in, you know, what was the most bizarre off season, what the coaches did to get the, the team, get the players mentally prepared for the game of football. Not, not just Ohio state specifically, but, you know, playing in, you know, adverse conditions, be it, you know, unusual conditions, empty stadiums by and large, or, you know, uh, finding that will digging down deep to, uh, you know, keep, you know, running hard every play to, you know, play to the whistle or, you know, all these other coaching cliches that you want to use. You know, how how do you instill that type of mentality in 150, you know, teenage to young or upper teen to young 20 year olds that you really can't see physically for what was it six months something like that I'm uh you know I'm, I'm curious to know what what the coaching I'm, I'm curious to not know I'm curious to see to observe what the coaching staff did to make this team uh more mentally resilient fear of replacement something Adrian Martinez apparently didn't have last season now this might be a different story for Adrian. Might be Luke taking over. Logan Bring Smothers to the force or whatever the hell that is. Nate, you keep you shake your head every time I say Logan Smothers. They're not even mentioning him <laughs> in the press conferences. They're not his name hasn't even come up. And I'd be like, he's very talented, and but yeah, it sounds like he's not. They're not even obviously. Maybe they're not bringing him up because the focus is so much on Martinez and Caffrey. People are saying, you know, that, oh, well, if McCaffrey gets hurt, I'm sorry, if Martinez gets hurt, then we got McCaffrey there. I'm like, yeah, but what if McCaffrey gets hurt? And then it's Logan Smothers and then was it Matt Masker or is it uh, Blair something or something Blair? I think you're right. Heinrich Hartberg. 
No, he's he's playing for Carney Catholic. Oh um, yeah. Uh, we can make it there on Saturday. Come on, Braden Miller. I think. By the way, when Harbor gets here, we have three quarterbacks from the city of Carney. When Harbor gets here next year, so. Uh, uh so, uh, Braden Miller. Okay. You mentioned Matt Masker. Those yes. are the other ones besides Logan Smothers. Here's here's why I don't. Where's Matt Masker from? You're looking at the site. Carney. Carney Carney Catholic. Yeah, so yeah, so the Harburg would be the third from Carney. I'm telling Carney. you, it, it's a it's becoming new, uh, you know, like quarterback central. <laughs> no, but here's why I think they're not mentioning Logan Smothers, sleeper agent. They're gonna whip him out. Sounded worse than I intended. Shut up, John. Uh, they're going to uh, roll him out in a package. When nobody's like, who's Logan Smothers? We don't know who Logan Smothers is. And then he's going to torch the defense for a 60-yard pass. Touchdown. Well, that might happen against Wisconsin. I don't think that's happening against Ohio State. Nate's over there like, that won't happen against Maryland or Rutgers. Well, yeah, well. Uh, if we're thinking about Ohio State, I mean, Omar Manning sounds like he's not even going to be on the plane. So he was the guy that was supposed to take the top off the defense. And if he's no, he was going to be the big tall guy that you threw the ball to, and he'd jump over small defensive backs and catch him. I know, you still he, have that Hunt kid, right, Andre Hunt? That's the speedster dude. What? No, no, no. Are you serious? The Receivers? Joke? Andre Hunt last year got cited for sexual assault. Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> God dang it. That, now I sound like a complete moron. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Listen, I... I had the fear replacement thing going, and you guys just go right off the tracks with whatever the hell you want to talk to you. I think the the key to this is is that the uh, the offensive line you have backups and and you have guys that you can substitute in on the offensive line, so you got a lot more depth there. Uh, you do have two quarterbacks that should be able to play football on the field. Or last year you had one quarterback that wasn't doing very well, and one quarterback that had a few plays he could do. Uh, you got running backs that at least saw the field last year. You got starter Dedrick Mills, and then you've got other guys that can come in to spell him, as they say, who have actually, like Ramir Johnson, uh, you know, guys that have actually seen the field for us. Ronald uh, Tompkins is, is yeah. the second string running back, though. He was a uh, kid that had, had some, I think, two knee surgeries in high school. He was recruited by the top, like Alabama, uh, I think USC, coming out of school. If he is anything close to what they thought, he could be a stud. You uh, know. Just filling in some of the blanks here, Nate. Uh, uh, he was a three-star prospect and the number five all-purpose back in the country out of high school with offers from uh, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Oregon, Penn State, USC. With also, he visited Tennessee, Minnesota, and LSU. Yeah. So, so, but they, but Nebraska is the only one that kept that kept him was, was uh, honored his scholarship offer. So, you I, got Alante Brown. Alante Brown is the guy yeah, I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Not Andre Hunt. Yes. Uh, well, you just keep bringing it up, you shit ass. <laughs> Jamie Nance, Marcus Fleming, 
those guys, none of those guys we ever seen on the field before. So it should be fun. Xavier Betts. Okay. Uh, Levi Falk, who is a transfer from South Dakota. Uh, he, when they put his junior year at South Dakota, they played Kansas state and he had, I think it was 11 catches for 140 yards, I believe. And against Kansas state. So he's, I think that the starting wide receivers will be Wandale, Cade Warner, and Levi Falk. So. There you go. And Omar Manning will not be on the plane. But that's fine. I mean, if we're going to lose anyways, that's okay. And so then maybe then he's going to be ready against Wisconsin. So. Well, let's we're not going to lose. Let's not forget that Brody Belt uh, had a position change, and he's now lining up at wide receiver as well. The 5'8", 185-pound sophomore out of Omaha, Miller to West. Um, there's your Wes Welker, Danny Amendola. Are they that short? Are they like 5'11"? 5'8"? How tall are you? My wife is 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask how hot, how tall your wife – how long have you known your wife? Did she just I, I show up in Russia always, last week? What I the always, hell? I always think she's taller than she is. I'm like, oh, you gotta be five eight, right? Brody Belt, yeah, moved to wide receiver. I think because they want better blocking on the perimeter, and they could probably uh, he can run routes, I assume. So, but the blocking on the perimeter last year was so bad. That I think that that's really what they're looking at. Which I, which means, I hope that they run the crap out of the ball. But I want them to run. Like 75% of the time. Because it, it, obviously you have to be successful doing that. But, uh, you know, Can it, it, right now the running back room is Dedrick Mills, which is senior, and four freshmen, four or five freshmen. I, I look at it. That's the running back room going into this. Yeah, so massive amounts of youth is still on offense. So what we're going to do is we're going to take those Utes and we're going to put them into the fire, the biggest fire they're going to see all season right away. They don't get to get any any warm-up game. They don't get to go out and figure out what they're going to do, and they're just going to go right into it. And they're going to figure out who they are immediately in one game. There's no losing this game. We might get beat up by points. We might look like crap. But I don't think there's no loss in this unless you have an attitude problem, mister. Yeah. By the way, going back just a couple of minutes, there's only two reasons why you would think your wife is taller than she is. Is That's number one is because you're losing a vertebrae for every year you've been married. Or number two, your wife is so happy to have you as a husband that she's always floating six inches off the ground when she's around you. And I know which one of those I'm picking Mr. McHugh. <laughs> she said two. I'll take it. You know? That's because she's a good diplomat. You, you know, I, I just read a book recently. about. I'm uh, proud of you, Nate. Good job. Read, yes, reading books. Yes. How many pictures? Uh, there were none in this book. That makes it me was sad. about a guy who happened to um, be clinically dead. And he came back to life 20 minutes later. My wife read that book. And uh, 
he kept talking about how beautiful his wife was. And I think him and I agree that our wives are much better looking than we are. So I would also like to comment, having not read this book, although it sounds like it's a, an interesting uh, piece I, I would really like to get my hands on. Uh, but I am also in the club of gentlemen whose wives are much more attractive than we deserve. Yeah, you I can't figure out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Me, I'm I'm a charming charming person. I am a charming person. Well, the way you the way you make a sound is that I have no redeeming qualities. Well, you have a nice mustache, kind of like Cade Warner's mustache, which is going to carry us to victory <laughs> against Ohio State because it's like having an extra player on the field. They'll be going, who's he throwing to? Who's he throwing to? And the mustache will be over there running its own route. So and the defensive backs for Ohio State will be following it confused. I mean, why is this mustache? Can the mustache legally, was it an eligible receiver when it lined up? It does beg the question, John. Yeah. Cade Warner's mustache, is it superior to what Jordan Westerkamp was rocking? Yes, because it's here and now. Oh, okay. Well. And he's doing the... The, the, the little loops. Ross DeZeris was doing that too, was he not? Yes. Okay. But the, I think Cade Warner's is beyond those. Both. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, what about our defense versus Ohio State's defense? Well, how about we take a timeout, a pause for the cause? Okay, fine. And uh, we remind you that you can pre-order this particular book that Nate and I and John are talking about uh, on Amazon. We will provide the link in the write-up here on coordination.com. But, John, what is the name of this book? It's called Ben Dad Never Been to Europe. And who's who's the author, John? Some guy's been dad for 20 minutes, came back to life, has a nice-looking wife, and he's really charming. <laughs> it's our very own founder and fearless leader, John Johnston's... Uh, memoir uh and uh, uh yeah don't wait pre-order it now you'll have it by the iowa game wait when is it actually out i, I forget i forget that i was not after thanksgiving this year so when's when's it actually coming out john well it's it's supposed to be out october 28th but as as, as of tonight i do not have print graphics so uh we're waiting on a cover designer that's making me really nervous all right, so pre-order and you'll get it when you get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, can I ask John a question? Yes, you may, you as long as it's related to the book. Or it football. kind of is, yes. Um, John, do you, don't you think you and your wife should have the goal of going to Europe in 2021? No. Why not? <laughs> Why not? You know, I, okay, because I've brought this up. And her response is, there are a lot of places in the United States we haven't seen yet. And the honest God truth is, the reason why we never went to Europe is because I work all the time. And secondly, because uh, most of the vacations I would take when I took vacations were to the middle of nowhere. Like I would go hunting for a week with with my father-in-law in in western Nebraska, or I would go to a Boy Scout camp, or once I spent uh, a week canoeing in the boundary waters up by Canada with my youngest rotten son. Uh, you know, but, uh, we never, I never took her. We never went anywhere that was urban or where most people would go on a vacation 
and that included Europe. Yeah. John? Can I say about that? What's that? Can I say something about that? Oh, go ahead. You, Yeah, like you're going to ask. What the hell? Just say it. My wife and I went to Ireland, and we flew into Shannon, and we rented a car, which means you drive on what side of the road? The other side of the road, the opposite side of the road, and you drive on the opposite side of the car, right? And we drove through so much scenery that our GPS actually one time took us down all the way to the ocean, even though we're trying to get to the next town. And so, no, we didn't, we never been to like cities, but you could do a lot of your nature and all that stuff in Ireland. And then, you know, I, you know, you know, I'll say this ever since I that decided that was my book cover and started putting it up. Every motherfucker that comes along has got to tell me with their Europe trip. Yeah. And guess what? I'm the next one. So, uh, but you have to go to Europe. You have to go, you have to, go to Ireland. I wanted Ireland. to go to China, but I don't think I'm going to get the chance to do that now. No, but Ireland is obviously not right now. I actually, I haven't looked, but. Ireland is the cheapest flight compared to just about anywhere else. I would also say Italy. You know, I, I, I've been to Italy. She hasn't. She's been to Finland and Germany, Norway, and all that stuff. So, <clears throat> I, I, and just to be frank, I think it's an excuse, John. Your your excuse is, oh, but I haven't been anywhere. You know, I like the hunting and all that stuff. No, get on a plane and go experience Europe. Okay, you I will. a book with the title in it. That's your fault. <laughs> been dead, never been to Europe. Written by our very own it's John It's a metaphorical Johnston. concept. You're oh, supposed I get to it, but now you have to go. The title the, is the a irony. metaphor. The book is a memory. All right. Anyway, it's football, I guess, right? We'll be back. The Five Heart Podcast after this. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Greg Mahochko here with John Dam Johnston and Nate McHugh ahead of this week's season opener in Columbus at the Horseshoe against Ohio State. No fans in the stands. Will it matter? We don't know. This is some crazy world football we're living in. Uh, well, we, we talked a little bit about Nebraska's offense and maybe some speculation, maybe some guessing, some hypotheticals. The other side of the ball, we're going to talk, because it's the other side of the ball, is defense. Uh, Nebraska has to replace a defensive line after uh, uh, the Davis Twins and Darian Daniels are all moving on to greener pastures of uh, the next level of football. Uh, at least to those who were in the next level of football. Um, anyway, uh, some names that we have coming back, some names that uh, should be familiar to you, be like Ben Stilley, DiCaprio Boodle, and the rest here on Gilligan's defense. I don't know. Um, <laughs> once again, it seems, Nate, that uh, the linebacking core has the most question marks. Tell me I'm wrong. Will Honus. Colin Miller. Yeah. Uh, Colin Miller is a uh, he's a captain, so that means something. 
Um, Wasn't Muhammad Barry a captain last year? Yeah, he was a leader. You know, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point, Greg. You know, that's a, yeah. uh, and I'm not saying I don't. I don't mean that to knock Muhammad Barry. I I appreciated everything that he did for Nebraska. Just uh, wish he would have done it you know, like half a step faster. Yeah, I think I think Muhammad Barry. I mean, I think he got hopefully as much out of his body as he could as far as the quality of play, but. <clears throat> Because now he wants to coach, I think. I saw some tweets a couple weeks back about he wants, I think, for the Warren Academy or maybe. I could be wrong on that. But uh, inside linebacker, it looks like it's going to be Will Honus and Colin Miller. Um, Nick Henrich, who is a, a redshirt freshman, uh, Burke. They look like they're moving him to outside linebacker. And I guess he, he's, he's a little taller. He might be Four, six or six four, which is pretty tall for inside linebacker. Um, but they said he's one of those guys that they, he just has to be on the field, I guess. And so it's like that's a good thing for us. Uh, Luke Reimer, uh, sounds like he's just a player. He is one of the few freshmen last year that they played for more than four games, and but he was on special teams because he thought they thought he was that good. And so I hope that he he kind of pushes for some time at the inside linebacker spot. But my question, and it's kind of weird, is that one of the is it last year's recruiting class, one of the highest ranked recruits is Jackson Hanna, and you haven't heard a peep about his name. I mean, ever since he got on the campus last year and this off season. So I wonder what's going on with him. I think I probably brought him up before, but uh, that's kind of what I'm uh, – that's the inside linebacker spot. Like how I'm looking at it, I guess. And I'm probably missing somebody. Sorry, go ahead. I'd say briefly, I mean, let's talk about, at least as far as linebackers go, one of the newer ones, not new to the program, but new to being a scholarship, and that's Damian Jackson, uh, who might be – the oldest to ever play college football, oldest man to ever play college football at this point? That's a good trivia question. You know, I'd like to know, there's got to be some kicker who's like 40 years old or something, right? But In college? Yeah, there has to be, right? Or like some, I don't know, 30. How old is Damian Jackson? I'm trying I mean, to find that out a, right now. He's a Navy SEAL. I'm not sure how like long 27? When he got to Nebraska, born, or born in born in ninety two. Oh, he was born July twenty second, nineteen ninety two. So he's oh, twenty eight. Okay, there's got to be older college football players. Like you think about BYU, where they all go on missions. I thought about that, but isn't that only for a year or two? It's for That's a year. Point. Okay, That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, so anyway, I mean. We we talked. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you mentioned uh, Garrett Nelson when you were talking about linebackers, I no, no I was, that was outside linebackers. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were starting one of the other. My my apologies. Yeah, anyways, besides out him outside linebacker, you have Nico Cooper, the junior JUCO guy. I guess his hands are huge. Whatever that means. It means he wears big gloves. Everybody knows that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jojo Doman, who's kind yep. of a nickel outside linebacker. Um, Garrett Nelson, um, Caleb Tanner, Caleb Tanner, who's 
it was a big recruit coming in, and we're kind of just waiting for him to figure it out. I hope we see that this year. Phil Dell, I'm going to get this one. Phel, Phil Dairy, Iowa. Darius Payne, something like that. Yeah. Phil Darius, sorry. I had a speech impediment growing up there, John. Thank you for making fun of me. Um, he was a defensive line guy and I guess was sick and lost a bunch of weight. And now they're like, oh, maybe actually you'd be a pretty good outside linebacker. So they have him there. So. Oh, uh, who? What? Phil Darius Payne. P-H-E-L-D, I think. Phil. Oh, okay. All right, gotcha. I was spelling it wrong. I was like, he does not exist. He's still listed, at least according to Huskers.com, as a defensive lineman. Yeah, they, 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 because he lost so much weight from being sick, which makes you think COVID. Um, makes me think that, that I need to catch that bug because I need to drop some LBs. <laughs> well, it sounds like I think Scott Frost made a comment that it sounds like a lot of the players before they started doing a lot of testing probably got COVID or maybe it was the public. So he said, I think we're good for a while. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that's actually a good thing. And that's like LSU. All of a sudden, they a bunch of them got positive tests. And people are freaking out. And then some people said, wait, maybe they're doing that on purpose. Because- I was going to say, do you think that uh, sometime in mid-July, uh, they just got everybody in the room with a big yeah. cup of water? And said, all right, we're all going to share the same drink. Everybody, you know, first guy has it has, has symptoms. We're all just going to pass it around. We're going to nip this thing out in two weeks, and then we're going to be ready to go. Yeah, so it'd be like the old, uh, what was it? Or, yeah, Seven wait, minutes in heaven. No, wait, what are you talking like about? Like your, your, your brother got, uh, when you're little. Chicken pox. So. Chicken pox. Chicken pox. Yeah. You also have Nico Cooper and Blaze Gunnerson. Blaze Gunnerson. I think you might see Nico. You, I have not heard anything about Blaze Gunnerson. So. Oh, yeah. He was a pretty big recruit. That's a development guy. So that's okay. You're a development guy. Every day, <laughs> gotta get better, right? We, we've forgotten Cam Taylor Britt. He's not an outside linebacker. No, but we're going through the defense, right? Yeah, well, sure. Why not? At this point, who cares? Now let's go to secondary, then, right? Yes. Do- Sure. Cornerbacks. They're really, really back. Cam Taylor Britt uh, uh, coming to, to, I think, you know, he and DiCaprio Boodle, I think we're really going to see some good things out of that duo. Um, You know, Boodle has at at times in the past couple of years been, um, I don't know if maligned is the right word, but he's, he's been burned a few times, and I think, you know, hopefully, certainly we see some some growth and maturity out of him on the field as far as, you know, uh, making better, uh, taking better angles to, uh, uh, you know, ball carriers and things like that. Cam Taylor Britt, I just kind of want more of, of what we got a glimpse of last year. Uh, you also got, you know, names like Braxton Clark, Quentin Newsom, a pair of sophomores. Um, and you know what? You've got some, you got some good young guys in there, too, like Ronald Delancey III, who came in out of a Miami uh, Taman Linum, Linum, yeah, another freshman out of Florida. Uh, I, I feel like the next couple of years are going to be continuing to be improvements for that that cornerback uh, position. 
Well, we like we are building depth, and we don't know much about these guys. I think that you could look at the offense and say they're going to be better this year. But the defense are going to go. Eh, maybe they could just be average. No, I, I think secondary is the best group on the team. Actually, yeah, they are. Uh, Deontay Williams played like five snaps last year before he got his foot injury. He's out for the year. Um, oh crap! I just had he's the. Uh, He's the Calabasas. Yeah. Markel Dismute. He's the, the lone survivor of the Calabrasca movement, essentially, from that high school where, for some reason, we signed Keyshawn Johnson Jr. and all those guys, um, Tyshawn Lindsay. Tristan Gebbia or Gebbia? Tristan Gebbia. I don't mind mine, the Tyshawn and Tristan Gebbia. When I watched Keyshawn Johnson Jr.'s film, I'm like, that guy's a four-star wide receiver. He looks like he's overweight and he can't run. But anyways, um, but no one cared about this Markel Disnew guy, and now he's going to start for us. And he's been and he did last year. And uh, so, unfortunately, Braxton Clark's out for the season with an injury. Oh, that's right, yeah. And uh, so, I I, th- I think that some of the guys like uh, Noah Paul Gates, Miles uh, Farmer. Miles Farmer is another one um, that I think this group is a very good group. Uh, that and the offensive line are the two best groups on the team, probably. And so uh, I feel like there's I not guess. a whole lot of depth at safety. Number right, but that's why I guess uh, um, secondary coach and I'm blanking on his name um, just got a big raise last year. Come on, people, moving your your mouses. <laughs> I'm moving. I'm moving it. Give me he a second. He cross trains the secondary. So if you play cornerback, you got to learn how to play safety as well. Travis so, Fisher. Travis Fisher. He's <laughs> one of the best assistant coaches on the team. Him and Greg Austin both got essentially, you know, big pay pay raises last year. So um, I feel like, and I mentioned we're hurting for depth at, at safety, but we're also hurting for experience. Uh, you know, the, We've only got two guys who've seen the the, the field, and that's uh, Deontay Williams and uh, Markel Dismuke. And then beyond that, you've got redshirt freshmen and true freshmen. So I feel like that is a crucial position for you know staying healthy. I would agree. I mean, as far as like the if, we're, if you're going to compare it, because Deontay Williams, I think, is a junior this year. You got the red shirt last year. Okay. Yeah, I heard in the first game. Is that right? Is that what it says on the website? It St- still says senior. It's senior? It says senior. You got one year? It says senior. Really? Okay. Sucks for him. Uh, I think he could play in the NFL. He, he just looks like he wants to destroy somebody. But uh, it reminds me a little bit, not as much. And actually, I brought this up in my podcast. Um, on the wide receivers. Tell me about this podcast. What is it called? Where can they find it? Cross oh, promoting it, son of a bitch. The podcast is called Counter Bootleg. It's a Nebraska short podcast. It's, it's only 10 minutes long. I say you could, uh, uh, you could, what, what could you do in 10 minutes? Poop. I don't know. Um, put some dishes away, you know? I like Anyways. how you're keeping it clean because <laughs> your wife's sitting, you know, three feet from you. 
What could you really <laughs> now that'd, for Nate? That'd be two and a half minutes. Maybe. What could, what could you really do in ten minutes, Nate? Well, I the last episode I talked about the wide receiver room, and I know we were just talking about defense. But do you realize that the 2016, 2017, 2018 recruiting classes that there isn't a single wide receiver from those classes currently on the roster, and the 2016 class right now includes the likes of Mark. Fa- Matt Farniak, uh, Markel Dismuke, and I'm going to miss like three or four others, uh, a bunch of seniors, and uh, so like contributors. So these, these are Nets 2016, and these are guys you think you'd want in the wide receiver, you know, contributing now. Instead, we're relying on Omar Manning, who's not going to make it to Ohio State, and a bunch of other, and freshman wide receivers, and Wondell Robinson. So, it kind of reminds you of the safety group a little bit, but the fact they cross-train those guys, is, I'm not as worried about it. So. What about the defensive line? Do you even know who they are? Do you know who they are? Uh, um, Salty. Uh, Kim, Kim <laughs> Green. Uh, you like Destin in here, John. Nash Nutmasher. No, yeah, they didn't mention him. But Kim, uh, uh, Riley, uh, Gordon Riley, supposedly like he's he's done really well. And uh, who's the guy from Ashland? He's gonna, uh, gonna talk about because Ashland's like ten minutes down the road from me. <laughs> ben Stilly. Ben Stilly, yeah. So I I saw him when he was a senior in high school. Uh, he must have wrestled, but when I was there for a basketball game, I walked by him like, oh, it's Ben Stilly. I'm like, that guy's a Division One. Football player, really? Huh, okay. And then um, I went to a football game, and I had, a, I had a credential, so I got to go to the press conference. So I got to see the players, and Ben Stilley staying there. I'm like, that guy's a football player, and like you could tell, like the difference in the the conditioning and the weightlifting and all that. I'm like, that guy's playing in the NFL, Ben Stilley, and I hope he does. Uh, so who are going to be our starters? I feel well, real quick. I feel like Ben Stilley continues to, I don't know, bulk up. You know, they have him listed at six five two ninety five. You know, I feel like he continues to put on good D line mass. Um, you know, and he's going to be next to you know. I imagine uh, you know you asked starters. We we mentioned his older brother who was in for a year from the grad transfer from. Oklahoma State and Darian Daniels, and I think Damian Daniels oh. is is going to uh, you know have the opportunity to shine. Yeah, they said his conditioning is a lot better. They want him to be able to play seven ga- seven snaps in a row, and he couldn't do that last year. Yeah. So another name that was interesting to me was Colton Feast. He's from UTAN, small town in Nebraska. I coached against him in high school basketball for four years, and I was very happy when he was gone. He was, uh, I was, he's pretty, I thought he was pretty short, uh, but it sounds like he's making, um, some good headway. Uh, let's see. He's 6'2". DeAndre Thomas. He's not 6'2". I'm 6'3". I promise you he's not 6'2". Casey, oh, Ty Robinson is the, he's the guy that you're really looking for on the defensive line. Um, cause it sounds like he might be a stud. And he's only a redshirt freshman. And Casey Rogers is probably the next one up too. 
Now I mentioned I, I snuck it in there, but I don't know if you caught it. DeAndre Thomas, you know, he's he's got more experience at, at this level uh, than Rodgers or Robinson. Where does he fit in? I feel like he was they were kind of hot and cold on him at times last year. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, I think they're. We're gonna find out, I guess. Right. We got lots of questions and few answers, you know. Oh my God, we do. We have so many new people. Like we're gonna get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so wait, wait, wait. Here, here's what I want to know. We're not going to lose, but we are going to get smoked. Because here's the key again: we're going to have to score on every offensive possession for two reasons. Because if you remember, Urban Meyer said all eleven positions on Ohio State's offense are NFL players, and secondly, because it's clear this year that defense is optional for everyone. And probably even Ohio State. I don't. I I think that that might have been true if we would have started when everyone else did. I think because I think when they watched the games and they saw like was it Navy who said they essentially didn't tackle leading up to that first game and just got I mean destroyed. All they did was they tackled dummies or whatever. Right. That I would. I promise you, Ryan Day and Scott and Scott Frost said, "Hey, these practices are going to be really physical. We're going to be tackling because they're seeing what's going on." I promise you, Ryan Day did the same thing. So, let me get your guys. Have opinion. you watched football? Have you watched any football? Yes. There's no defense this year. It's like they called it off. <laughs> I know because I think is that they're afraid to to tackle in practice because of COVID. Now it sounds like to me. Scott Frost isn't not that worried about it because of the testing. I want to I, I want to throw a couple questions at you guys um, that are related. We know that the running back room is. I mean, you got Dedrick Mills. You have uh, not much else as far as experience. You know, uh, Ramir Johnson, who got a few carries last year as they were trying to really limit him, make sure that they didn't burn his red shirt. Of some of these true freshmen coming in, like a Marvin Scott or a Sevion Morrison, uh, you know, we've already talked a little bit about Ronald Tompkins. Do the, How many of these young guys have red shirts on them this year? No, there's there's no red shirting. Okay, well, I don't know. Well, it's a free year, right? Everybody gets a scholarship. They get an extra year. Everybody gets to play. I don't think that's how that works. The only bad thing about the first game being at Ohio State instead of in Lincoln is we're probably limited by our travel roster. So we can't take 150 guys. Well, I guess we couldn't take 150 guys anyway because we're limited by testing and the amount of staff you can move around and have tested and blah, blah, some, you know, the rule we screamed about earlier on the few podcasts ago. But, uh, you know, there's no, there's no red shirts this year. So, you know, who, that's where, that's why starting with Ohio State is an excellent opportunity, no matter what happens. And I realize it's not going to be fun for us to watch a Nebraska game after this long away from it, where we get completely and totally demolished like we did last year. That team last year could have had 80, 90 points scored on them because honestly, they didn't have will and they didn't have any heart. And when they got punched in the face, they got ran over. And it was kind of pathetic. And what we're going to find out this Saturday is have they learned not just that are they new faces, 
But if they got a backbone, if they got any guts, are they just going to lay down like they did last year and get destroyed? So this is an excellent opportunity for Nebraska to go out and play the best team in the nation. I think they're going to be the best team in the nation and uh, and see how well they can do against the best team in the nation and then go up against the rest of the Big Ten knowing full well that they're prepared to do so. So that was part one of, of my two-part question. The second part being, I love seeing it when we get to see. We have not seen it under Scott Frost. But how glorious would it be, especially when anything is possible, you know, because, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about, according to you guys and other, you know, quote unquote experts, that this is the type of, uh, you know, football score that Nebraska would let me play. And just because I was, screw it, let, you know, let Rudy in, let Mahach go in, you know, let anybody in because it doesn't matter. Um, I would really, I'd be so tickled if we got to see the wishbone. Well, you did last year, didn't you? I mean, well, not the wishbone, but we, we the, saw some option I formation football. Yeah. yeah one oh. possession. And the, mm-hmm. I, I would be interested. Uh, he's not going to go back to Unfortunately, do you remember what happened in that possession? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> don't the remember end of it, that. we threw the interception where the guy fell on the ground, the ball. Yeah, fell he, was, yeah, he was laying on the ground and just happened to his arms. Yeah. You know, and you knew, like, you knew when that happened, it's not your day. Yes. Yeah, you just move on. I don't remember. Okay, the, the key to that the key to that offensive possession is you knew they had to practice that because you can't run option plays without practice. You know, your and timing Ohio State was not ready for it. Right. So, you know, maybe we'll see something like that again. Who knows? I mean it's a it's a year of the pandemic. Hell, they might all turn into zombies and start attacking everybody by the end of the game. I'm gonna follow up that not as ridiculous question with a very ridiculous question. Let's say it's some version of the wishbone. Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey on the field at the same time. No. No. What? What? No. You're you're not using you. You would run a spread if you were going to run those two on the field at the same time. You'd split one of them out as a receiver, probably McCaffrey. But not a wishbone. Fuck the wishbone. I think if you got both of those guys. Yeah, why the wishbone? Nebraska ran, never ran the wishbone. What the hell is wrong Oklahoma. with Oklahoma? Oklahoma ran the wishbone. No, no, and no. Texas. They're, we they're ran, okay, Royale. They ran the triple option. It was, was it late in the Pelini era or early in the Riley era where we saw the wishbone a few times in a few games and every time it seemed to work? No. Yes. No, I don't think so. Yes. No, we never saw us hey. run the wishbone. Listen. You, something no, oh, happened Okay, okay, wait, time out, time out, time out. I'm having a brain fart. Forget what I, I called it, the wishbone. It's not diamond formation. That's the what diamond. I Diamond, yes. That, that's oh, okay. Tim Beck. Okay. Tim Beck ran, ran that against Ohio State when we came back and beat him. Okay, so there you go. A precedent has been set. Let's forgive the fact that I'm a moron and called it one thing when I've clearly meant something else. Uh, if you can look past that, hey, you can hard look past that. Hard to forget anything. there, Greg. Huh? Hard to forget. I'm sorry. Hard to forget. I'm sorry. I, I, like, I like your goatee, John. <laughs> Thank you. Someday mine will be that gray. You know, that that diamond formation at the time had Tierra Martinez, Rex Burkhead, and Amir Abdullah. And who's the uh, – uh, Imani Cross? No. 
Use your words. Sound it out. I know. That's what I say to my son. No, no, I, I'm trying to think. Is it a drink in the morning? Coffee. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think who the third running back was. It wasn't. There, go ahead. Keep talking. I'll find it. I'm looking okay. too. I can't find it. I Never think mind. they just they need to straight up they're going to run their offense against Ohio State, whatever their offense may be. Keep in mind that we have a new offensive coordinator this year, Matt Lubick. That's yep. right. And so we don't know, know what to we're going to see a lot of changes there. We're not going to see a lot of changes there that any of us recognize because Nebraska fans only recognize one formation, really, and it's the eye formation. It doesn't matter how old you are. You go, oh, look, they're in the eye. When they run out there in a spread, you just go, what the hell is that? I don't know. They're, they're moving all over the field, and they're kind of wide. But that sounds uh, dirty. is it going to be any different? I don't know. We don't know shit. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Husker fans of all ages, I feel like we've reached that time. Well, one second. We're not, we're not done. One second. Are we not not done, though? I, uh, I understand what you're Here, saying. Here's, here, I'll be honest. It, since nobody else from any other conference is probably going to ever listen to this podcast, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Can we call Clemson and Quarry Saturday. a bunch of sad bitches? If they're not going to listen, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm looking to most Saturday. Even if Nebraska gets run over. I am looking forward to all of the other people on Twitter from all of the other teams that have suddenly started attacking Nebraska, attacking us more, and me spending the rest of my fucking season beating the shit out of them when Ohio State annihilates them and us having the last lap on all those pieces of dung heap wiener boys as their teams get annihilated. Okay, because Aaron I'm Green. an addictive, horrible person. <laughs> Aaron Green, I think, was the other running back. No, he went to TCU, didn't he? No, no. Uh, oh, that was Hurd. 11, he was on the roster. Or is Braylon Hurd? Right. I think it was Aaron Green. And, anyways. All right. Okay, do we do, like, predictions on here? or We what? do do that voodoo that we do so well. All right. Uh, real Well, tell you what, Nate. Why don't you give your crow eating prediction? Like I said, I will literally eat crow if we win. I will. And I'll take a video of it or whatever. My your wife is said, voicing her disapproval. Yep. A friend of mine <laughs> friend of mine said he will kill the crow for me. Um but I think uh, the line is at twenty six or twenty seven. I think it's a win if we are under 20. Like, or you could say we, we show if we that beat we the spread. Type of deal. If we yeah. beat the spread? I'm guessing they're going to beat us by 35. Mrs. McHugh, any any uh, opinions from the other side of the couch? Um, I think are you going to ever kiss him again if he eats a crow? Because <laughs> that's just gross. No. It's disgusting. No eating crows. No, we're going to lose by a lot, but it doesn't matter as long as we're fine. All right, yeah. well, I'll take that. John? 45-42, Ohio State on a last-second field goal. No way. I don't have to be – I do not have to be rational. Nobody said when we started doing this that you had to be a rational person <laughs> to do this. And I'll point out that some of the most famous people out there as sportscasters are not even rational, not even close. Clay Travis, Stephen A. Smith. 
that one dickhead that gets millions of dollars from Fox Jim, Sports. Jim yeah, but see, I don't even have to name his name, and you know who I'm talking about. Rush Limbaugh, that guy's not rational. You know, the list goes on. So 45 to 42, Ohio State squeaks it out in the end. And if that, if that happens, I say Nate has to, like, eat a crow head. No, I'll, <laughs> you tell me something else to eat. That I don't, I'll eat something else. If, if, it's, if it's a three-point game at the end, they have to win with a field goal, I'll eat something else. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You guys, can, I'll, we, I'll we eat. Can, I'll eat something else. How about like, a possum? How about we'll negotiate it? Like maybe go to an Asian, an Asian market of some type, and I'll find. Something. You know, the world is just getting through this pandemic, and you're going to start another one all over. <laughs> okay, well, quickly, <laughs> quickly changing topic. Uh, uh, we we have uh, some guest picks uh, via the text line. And they are from uh, our friend and former co-host, Mr. Haas Reuter. And he sent me two guesses. He says, Homer pick, Nebraska 37, Ohio State 31. No way. Stop, Nate. He says, realistically, Ohio State <laughs> Ohio State 40, Nebraska 24. That'd be a win. That's, that's uh, I mean, reasonable. that's a win. All right. Hey, well, well, when I say that, I understand. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, when you, you lose close, what's that, a uh, moral victory? A Pyrrhic victory. Yeah. <laughs> moral victory, no. I, I, we don't believe in that, but guess what? He can sell that. My, look, uh, Frost can sell that. Saying, hey, by the way, this is the most talented, people are saying, the most talented team in Ohio State's history. That's what they're saying. And we lost by, was that 16? Yeah, 16. And I would take that 100%. And I'd be, I'd write a nice morning after article for coordination, and I'd be very excited. Okay. Time for this guy's predictions. I I also like the Homer pick versus realistic pick. However, not going to fall into that trope. Uh, I'm going to say these are all good guesses, really solid. However, <laughs> it's going to be, see, you can see the irrational parts of his mind <laughs> taking over slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, 41, 27, Nebraska. I did win. <laughs> it oh, would be. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a win. <laughs> no way. All right. That's all right. I, you know what? I, 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 I don't care. Call me crazy. I'm at least, and look, I say this with love. I'm not out here saying 69 to three every week. So I've got that going for me. Uh, oh. um, Use your aggressive feelings, boy. But, but, uh, but I, I, I'm not, I don't, I, We'd have to somebody with more time than me would have to go back through the archives and see if I've ever actually picked against Nebraska. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I can. It's not. I'm just too much of a fan. It's a year nobody will remember. So that'll do it. Hey, the, I don't know. That, that feels like Someone Murdoch basketball. I feel like I'm about to be invaded by a little person. 
There it is. Yep, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, he's not supposed to be down here. It's way past his bedtime. Uh, so that means that the show's over, folks. Hey, the good news is if you're listening to this on Friday, football, Husker football tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Saturday, why the hell didn't you listen to it on Friday? But Husker football today, whatever. Husker football is back. We're glad that you're uh, riding the train with us here on Corn Nation. For Nate McHugh, for Mrs. McHugh, for John Dam Johnston, I'm Greg Mahochko, reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John, go Big Red! And I'm going to cross myself that this game comes off and some last-minute stupid-ass virus shit doesn't cancel it. Nate? Have faith.